There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. Hello. How are you? Who are you? Where are you? I'm Brett in uh, self-isolation here. I'm um, uh, fine. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Um, just a little note for today. I've got a new location for, the, for my side yeah. of this recording. I'm on the balcony. You're on the balcony, yeah? Uh-huh. So uh, are people like clapping here and stuff like that I'm from gonna there? Dang- I'm going to dangle the baby over the side, a la Michael <laughs> Jackson later on. <laughs> don't do that definitely don't do that um, <laughs> so there might be some ambient noise um, but similar yeah I'm, I'm just in in my bedroom so that it, we've got a house full so you might hear screaming kids on the xbox and stuff is everybody like isolating in your house I, everybody's just in our house yeah are they in uh-huh. bubbles like bubble boys <laughs> yeah. bubble boys exactly yeah or like michael jackson if you <laughs> want to uh, Think that again. He's got a monkey called Bubbles and he slipped in a, a bubble, didn't he? <laughs> he did, I think. I he see did, you're I drinking think. a new beer there. Argos. Mm-hmm. Argos, yes. <laughs> Apparently it's French. French lager, 2.6%. Sounds Danish so, to me. 2.6. 2.6, yes. I don't like anything strong anymore. And you've got Tiger. That's are you having like, a curry as well, are you? It's just out of shot. <laughs> 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 the, the strange noises aren't going to be a scratch card. They're going to be a pompadour. Yeah, if, you hear, any, if you hear any slurping, it's just me and me doll. <laughs> <laughs> do you know when you get pompadoms, Cliff? Do you, do you chop them? Are you sure that's what they're called for a start? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yes, that's what I call them. Every okay. single person in my family calls them pompadoms. Okay, I think that's a hairstyle. So, no, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop now. We call them pompadoms. Okay, well, it's incorrect, but yes, I do chop them with the blade of my left hand. It's the only way to break them you, up. Isn't you it? don't see chops. You don't see chops anymore. You used to always see chops in like uh, 70s and 80s films and that. A quick chop at the back. It's fallen out of favour. It used to incapacitate people. It has. I don't know. It should be, it should be, uh, should be put back in, I think. I loved a good chop. Definitely. Yeah. Is it very effective in reality? I've never been chopped, so I wouldn't know. Have you ever been chopped on the back? <laughs> no, no, long may that continue. <laughs> <laughs> well... The thing is, though, nobody does it anymore. So, you know, it, it could it could really work. Well, the next time I get in a barroom brawl, 
The next time mm-hmm. I get in a bra- bar room brawl, I'm going to chop a some bra room ball. Bra- bra- yeah. <laughs> get quite, can get quite vicious. <laughs> can yeah. You can get quite stringy. <laughs> a bra room ball, eh? They just yep. throw knickers around in that, do they? Instead That's of the different, stools. Different room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I see. <laughs> well, I think I'm a little bit stir crazy. I've been out of the house once in six days or something. Um, uh-huh. So I have watched the thing that you wanted us to watch. Good. Um, I can't remember that much of it now because it was Saturday morning, but uh, <laughs> and we're recording this on Tuesday. But uh-huh. I, I remember I've got some talking points. To this week, we're talking about a, a program called Dark Matters. And what it is, um, it's basic science experiments that are questionable. It's pre- presented by a guy called John Noble, who uh, was on Fringe in The Lord of the Rings. I think we've talked about those programs and stuff before. Something else as well, Something else that I like. He's in a game, actually. Is it a, it was game? In a, a, a game? A game I played recently, a Batman one. He was Scarecrow in, oh, was in the, in a recent Batman game. With his own face? No, with the Scarecrow face. It was just his voice. So Okay. He's got a great voice. He's got an he absolutely got voice. amazing voice. And his uh-huh. voice is how I recognise he was in something else. But I've, I've interrupted. I'll tell you about that other show when you finish your spiel. What it is, it, it, it's dramatised sort of stories. So we've got actors sort of playing out the various stories um in the episodes and generally what there's is three episodes there's three stories um and they're all like i say of, of sort of questionable science that may or may well have not been or should not have been done how so, yeah many, it's interesting i like that how many episodes and series are there until they run Two out si- of experiments <laughs> I, that's that's the thing i, I was disappointed when it ended actually because it was one of them things that i just kind of stumbled upon um, but it was only for two seasons. Um, I think it was only sort of 10 episodes or something like that on each. Um, and all of them are watchable. Um, a lot of them are on YouTube, and that's how we watched them. Okay, is that uh, what, how did you find out about it? I, I think it was um, in the days of illegal torrent downloads. So I think that's what uh, the first time <laughs> I came across these things, I would just... Uh, I would just download anything. And when I, because I like Googling, fringe. Have you been Googling illegal experiments? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. That's exactly how I stumbled across it in me, in me lab. I stumbled across, uh, I tried to copy a lot of the experiments, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Um, no, that's not how it did. I like John Noble from Fringe. I thought he was excellent. And um, probably IMDB or something, you know, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd look and see what he was doing. And, yeah, yeah. And this was one of the things, but it, yeah, it was ages ago. I mean, it was, it was 10 years ago. I think it started in 2011, so nine years ago. But yeah, only two seasons as well. And that's a shame because I really enjoyed it. The wife enjoys it as well. She likes it. Okay. So, did you um, enjoy it? I did. And yep. it was it was probably a bit too gruesome for seven a.m., uh, especially <laughs> yeah. the extra one you asked us to watch. Um, yeah, but I did enjoy it. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not something I would normally watch at all for loads of reasons. I'm I'm not interested in questionable experiments <laughs> on the day to day basis. <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> Unlike you, and um, yeah, I am. I tend to. I've always avoided shows where they like dramatize like uh-huh. do- docudramas I-, I always avoid them but i thought this was quite good i, I think it's a bit like kind of schlocky on purpose mm-hmm. 
Like I think sometimes yeah, you try and do it, and I'm like, well, I'd either just rather watch a documentary or a film about uh-huh. this thing, and I'm not normally bothered about the two. But I think this because yeah. that guy who presents it, who I forgot, uh-huh. John Noakes, is that who it is? John John Noble, John Noakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, John Noakes. <laughs> um, I I think because of the way he presents it in his voice, he's got a tremendous actor voice for this kind of thing. Um, he does. And it's a bit like over the top. I think that's fine for those dramatizations yeah. and it works. It is. And obviously it the is. stuff they're talking about is, although it's real, <laughs> it is really uh-huh. kind of over the top. And also if you told us what this was about or what some of them are about, I would be like, why the fuck would I want to watch that? Like <laughs> some Russian rice farm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The invention of petrol that doesn't make an engine make a noise we'll go into the stories anyway won't we because well, I'll, I'll go into them for you and then you can ask uh, questions about them okay but, yeah I'm, I'm similar to you I, I enjoyed the fact that it was a, although like you've said they are real and I have sort of looked into every single one of these stories that we're going to talk about and they all did happen they're all sort of real um it's kind of done in a, a cheeky kind of playful way, isn't it? Because if it wasn't, I think it'd just terrify you, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think awful. it would be kind of terrifying or boring, depending on what the thing was yeah. that we're talking about. So the first one was something that, if it wasn't for a Netflix show, I would never have known anything about this bloke. So I did have yeah. a bit of knowledge about this guy. It was good. This was this was the first time that I was actually aware of him. I, I think I'd heard of him before because I watched quite a few of true crime things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he was on there. Um, but this one um, is about a guy called Ted Kaczynski. Um, and what happens is Ted Kaczynski in his uh, university, his college, which I think it, it's Harvard, isn't it? Yeah, he goes to Harvard. He goes to Harvard. Um, so he's a, he's a very clever guy. Basically, he's there to sort of strip away his personality. Mm-hmm. So what they do with this 17-year-old kid... It's a bit um, like is, Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah it is possibly. like genuinely is like that bit where yeah. his eyes are prized open like that sort uh-huh. of reminds us of yeah it's a bit like that so the, what they try to do that i think it's a, a guy called henry murray who runs the the sort of the, the test and i it, it i've looked into it a little bit and it nobody's sure if he's working for the cia or not so mm-hmm. it's actually run by them or it could be and what he does is he asks ted kaczynski to sort of um write down his outlook on the world um you could see his manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what they do is is they take his manifesto or his, his philosophy uh, on the world and they basically ridicule him um, and tell him that his, his, his sort of views are absolutely useless and rubbish and that, that, that he shouldn't have those views and they try and strip away his personality sort of by doing that, mm-hmm. um, that's the aim, and apparently the aim of the the whole thing is so that they can they can send spies out who are really really good under interrogation and who won't crack. And I think they do it for about two three years. This particular <laughs> shocking, absolutely shocking. And obviously because it's 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 a it's a new thing that they've they've done. They've got no idea how he's going to react what lasting sort of effects mm-hmm. that this particular study is going to have on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll find out in the end, obviously, who Ted Kaczynski is. Yeah. And the, the lasting effect that it, it did uh, have on him. So they pick, um, him, they pick him because he's very clever, don't they? They pick him because he's clever and they give him a nickname 
as well, which is lawful. So he kind of sticks to the rules. That's why they yeah. call him lawful. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a straight-laced sort of guy. Um, and that's why they pick him. Um, so then under, yeah. he, f- he finishes uni, the experiment finishes, they pack him on his way and they're like, thanks for taking part in that. And mm-hmm. fast forward, how many years? It's a while um, after, isn't it? So it's a little while after because he actually gets a, a job in Harvard. He's a very clever guy. Uh, he, like I say, he's only 17, I think. He actually went to Harvard a year early um, because mm-hmm. he was so clever. And when he did finish uh, Harvard, he got a job working in the university as, as a lecturer. Um, but it, after having these particular tests and, sort of, and things like that, he, he started having nightmares and he started developing sort of strange ideas. So what he did was he quit his job and he moved to a, a, a isolated shack in Montana. <laughs> so it's just basically a shed that he moved to, mm-hmm. bought some land and he, he, he moved there. Um, and he became the Unabomber. Okay. But, uh, have you heard of the Unabomber before? <laughs> yes, I've heard of the Unabomber before okay, because had... of the true crime things. Okay, I, I had not heard anything. I didn't know anything about it until that right. Netflix show came on, which is Paul Bettany, who I, I think is a really great actor. He's, yeah, not, he's not in that many things, like, or he doesn't get many leads, but I always yeah. think he's excellent. Um, so I kind of watched it because he was in it, because I think it came uh-huh. out about the same time as that Mindhunter show, and I started watching uh-huh. that, and I couldn't get away with that. And then, so I, I kind of put this off for a while. And then one day I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And I think I watched the entire thing in one day. I, I absolutely uh-huh. loved it. This show and the Netflix like drama, they're, uh-huh. they're very, very similar, like what they go into. So I presume they both stick very like closely uh-huh. to the, the truth and what really happened. So Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Like I say, I've, I've looked into it and stuff like that. There's also an actual documentary on Netflix at the moment as well about them which is called uh, the Unabomber in his own words. So after okay. he was arrested, um, he, he was, he's talking to some journalist and, and that one, that's what that one's about. So Okay, yeah, so yeah, the Unabomber, for, for anybody who didn't know who he is, like, mm-hmm. like me a year ago, um, uh-huh. he basically, he was sent parcel bombs over right. an 18-year period to various different uh-huh. places right. in the in america and uh-huh. they couldn't he kill didn't kill that many but still some and injured a lot um, yeah and they couldn't work out who it was because there was seemingly no pattern to it happening mm-hmm. the space in between them happening was random years or whatever yeah. and then at one point he released obviously it must have happened he sent one again and the media uh-huh. was spotlight was on it again and the police were investigating and fbi and then he mm-hmm. released his manifesto to them didn't he that's right yeah he, he released his, his manifesto which is similar to what they asked him to do in this particular test as well is mm-hmm. what in his seclusion he's, he sort of developed this idea that uh, human civilization and, and sort of technology aren't compatible so mm-hmm. so what he does is he decides to send bombs to people who he blames for that. So, you know, people working with computers, airlines, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you're right in what he, 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 he didn't kill a lot of people. I think it was only three. 
And the reason that he was caught was because he, his brother recognized his writing style uh, in the manifesto. Right, okay, okay. So that was the only reason he got caught. He ended up giving like extensive interviews about what he stood for and where it all came from and stuff like that, didn't he? When he got, uh-huh. when he eventually yeah. got arrested. Very like yep. fascinating. He probably was going to be a bit of a weird guy given yeah. that, that that's like his manifesto back at university was uh-huh. a bit strange and he was a bit of an odd character. But uh-huh. he probably wouldn't have gone on a 18-year bombing spree without that uh-huh. experiment. I mean, you can't yeah. say for sure, but... You, you can't. I mean, I think that's what this it's about, isn't it? This particular segment. It's about would he have gone to, on to have done these particular things if he hadn't have been en- enrolled in this particular experiment? Oh, I mean, I'm going to say arguments. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's arguments. People will say that he would have, you know he would have still done it but it would have had some kind of effect on him wouldn't it i mean if 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 you were if your personality was basically stripped away for three years mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah i think yeah, he, he did it 200 times it's not gonna have you know no effect on you is it it's gonna no, have absolutely. some kind of effect so that was um, a good opener to the show because it kind of i, I was I, I knew a bit about it so it, it kind of got us in I think if I'd if it had started with a Russian rice factory or whatever uh-huh. the fuck it is, I probably would have been like, "What on earth is this?" <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the next one, isn't it? It's called uh, "Salvation by Starvation." I definitely took less notice of this one. <laughs> right, I mean, it, it it's it's less exciting, I would say, mm-hmm. this particular one. Because yeah. this this one's uh, set in in Leningrad um, when mm-hmm. there's the siege of Leningrad when the Nazis are sort of starving mm-hmm. the people of Leningrad inside the city. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a group of scientists in in the city, on and it's their job um, to to look after 250,000 seeds. Now, I'm, I was similar to you when I was watching this. Well, seeds aren't important, are they? You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, they're watching, they're looking after seeds and stuff like that. So what? Um, but it does turn out that seeds are rather important. I think we'll get to that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're basically starving in Leningrad um, and they're resorting to sort of eating wallpaper and certain other people in the city are sort of resorting to cannibalism and, and things like that. It's getting that bad. And they don't touch the seeds because they, they sort of, you see the sort of importance of those particular seeds. Mm-hmm. Seeds might sort of, um, they might expire or they might become extinct um, because of war or plague or mm-hmm. natural disasters and stuff like that. So what scientists can do is with the, those particular seeds, create new plants that are less susceptible to sort of damage. So mm-hmm. that's what they're for, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's what the seeds are for. Um, so these scientists, it's basically about them just sort of starving whilst they're surrounded by all these seeds, food basically. Yeah. Um, and oh, they it's don't not eat food them, though, they is don't it? touch them. They still could plant them and eat them though, couldn't they? What, in a fucking warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Leningrad has some kind of style. Well, I thought they were... But <laughs> But they're trapped in the place, aren't they? You could still eat the seeds. I mean, we've, uh, we've done X Files, haven't we? He eats seeds, doesn't he? We could eat the seeds, like uh, you could eat the seeds, like like a European at a football game. You could eat the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Those seeds have gone on to cure, not cure famine, but you know, have, have, have yeah. populated food in Ethiopia and places uh-huh. like that. 
all that's right, yeah. all all literally stemming from that seed bank. Yeah, and they sacrifice them. Them looking after the seeds because I was expecting a little bit more reaction to the stemming. Never nice mind. Pun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded disingenuous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, that sacrifice because they didn't eat the seeds or what have you, they um, restored seventy five percent of of the grain that the Nazis destroyed in the war, and um, the the seeds that they protected also was used to. Uh, to solve the famine in, in Ethiopia, which you said. So, yes, a great sacrifice by, you know, courageous yeah, good, people. Just good on them, I thought. I, but I, yeah. I found that bit a bit boring, but good on yeah, them. Yeah, less to talk about for sure <laughs> on that one, I think. Because well, nothing less... happens, that's why. Basically yeah, just, well... They're just sitting in a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I say, it was... A, it was I mean, not that it wasn't interesting, because no, it no, was. No, definitely, definitely is interesting, but yeah. to dramatise it is a bit more difficult, yeah. I think, with that one. I was a big fan of the last one. Like the last one's big, amazing. Big, big fan. Everybody's Definitely. been everybody's been affected by this one. By this particular person, this particular scientist. Um, well, again, in particular. I, had, I had no idea who this was. I'm mean, incredibly poorly read. I don't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. You know, you know, you you don't actually realise who any of these people are. But anyway, the, the story's called Get the Lead Out, right? Um, and it's about an American chemist Saucy. called Thomas Midgley Jr. <laughs> uh, and this particular scientist is uh, negatively responsible for um, sort of affecting um, the Earth's atmosphere more than anybody else in the Earth's <laughs> entire history. So this one guy... And he was proud of it? <laughs> he was good. What did you say? He was good at it. He, he was proud of it. He was good at it, well, obviously. <laughs> well, he was. He was actually. Well, it made him rich, didn't it? So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons that he was particularly proud. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's sort of at the start of the um, the invention of the motor car, um, and what they're, they're trying to do is increase the horsepower from the motor car. It's not going fast enough, mm -hmm. and he does this. Midgley does this. He sort of increases the horsepower. But Sorry, in I've doing just, that, I've just burped in the microphone. That's probably well, audible. So that. apologies. That. I think I, I would describe it more as a belch than a burp. Oh, right. All right then. I didn't hear it anyway, so you might have got away with it. Oh, no. You've, landed you've myself. In everybody. It. You've landed yourself right in it. <laughs> so, yes, anyway, you increase the horsepower. Um, but this produces a, a problem um, which is called knocking, which is basically damages the engine and it makes a loud knocking mm -hmm. sound so what he's got to try and do is sort out that problem so he created uh, tel is that what it's called that's what it's called yeah so what he tries to do is add something into the fuel which will stop the knocking and you're right it's called tel which is basically uh, leaded gasoline that's what it is yeah but in this in this show they keep that uh, they keep that secret for a bit, don't they? <laughs> they do, they, keep, they, they keep talking about TEL for ages. And then it yeah. goes through all his successes and how amazing it is. Um, yeah. And he's winning awards and he's a captain of industry and he's making uh -huh. lots of money. And obviously all yeah. the all, automotive industry loves him because he's they're going to sell more cars and all of that kind of stuff. And then uh -huh. and then somebody collapses. Is it him? Is, he collapses himself. <laughs> he, right? he, he does collapse. Yes, he does collapse. Um, but also um, two of his co-workers die. They, they sort of go insane, which is a byproduct of, of sort of lead poisoning. Yeah. So it at that point, mad. so he gets the, uh, he collapses, does the collapse. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. and then they're like, and it was all because of T-E-L. 
then it otherwise transmission empowerment probably not empowerment lead. Not transmission sure. empowerment lead and then you're like oh shit it's lead it's lead lead petrol lead poisoning yeah. all right okay uh-huh. i get it i get it because um, at uh-huh. first i don't think you know that at all so over the course of, of the time like i say it wasn't banned in this country until 1996 it, it's basically covered the whole of the planet and stuff like that it's caused cancer and and things like that as well also the the thing when they did actually ban it what did also fall as well was violent crimes <laughs> so it's like <laughs> causing people to go out and sort of kill each other as well so the stellar yeah. of its day <laughs> the lcl <laughs> should be lcl not tel shouldn't it <laughs> definitely so yeah. um put I mean, his invention is brilliant. Like, what, a, what an amazing engineer. And, like, you can't knock him for solving the problem. He wasn't yeah. going to know the side effects, obviously. However, then he did, he did learn. Though, didn't then he did learn of the side effects. He did, yeah. And he, and he just uh-huh. brushed he it under the carpet. And, he did. And made, like, profiteered out of it, despite knowing that it was going to harm loads of people and uh-huh. be really bad for the environment. But I guess being bad for the environment, Back then, people would be like, what, whatever, like, <laughs> who cares? Well, but, people are still they, a bit like that now, aren't they? But like at, yeah. in the 1940s, it wouldn't be like, oh, well, the ozone uh-huh. or whatever. So that's the other mm-hmm. thing with this, and the facts at the end of this one. Yeah, it's like, and also, he created fucking the sprays that made the ozone yep. level. <laughs> like, yep, CFCs he created as well. So <laughs> if, if it's not uh, if it's not bad enough that he's covered the whole planet in lead. Put a hole in the ozone layer as yeah. well, just for for good measure. Good so, old pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his his death was quite interesting, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it he, was. He sort, of <laughs> he, he sort of contracted polio, and he was unable to get out of bed. So he, so he, he contracted it's a polio. Of police. It was yeah. just about to say he contracted polio <laughs> as a direct result of being exposed to lead for <laughs> all of his mm-hmm. life. And yeah, then so he ends up being. Uh, retired to his bed but he's still working isn't he like he's still hell bent on like like making sure everything's yeah all right <laughs> literally and then hell bent on, on uh, destroying the whole planet and then, from yeah, his bed. Then it shows you this guy going around to see him and he's like oh midge how are you keeping up and he's like oh not not so bad what do you think of my systems of my system of police i've created so i can like get <laughs> get me tea and stuff the next time somebody goes to see him he's entangled uh-huh. in the police and he is yeah. no more. Yes, he's, he's strangled in the pulleys. So they say, it seems to suggest that there was foul play afoot. It, it says that nobody, um, whether he killed himself or not, because he was aware of the fact that, you know, his inventions weren't good for the environment. So there's sort of uh, an idea that he actually strangled himself in his own invention. <laughs> Which is ultimately what he was doing to everybody else, yeah. wasn't he? Just not giving <laughs> anybody the choice. So that's like karma, isn't it? That it's his own invention actually did get him in the end. But there was one it's more, there one was. more segment. Uh-huh. So your <laughs> this is your favourite, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, it is because also I feel like it's it it actually has helped me. You know, I have uh, various digestive problems um, and stomach <laughs> complaints over the years. Yeah, and this, this not to the extent section, of this fella, you not, not this bad this fella. <laughs> what about the guy who's experimenting on? What do, what's your opinion of him? I is think, that is it okay for him just to be used as a guinea pig? 
I think he was a bit of a strange man. From, from <laughs> well, we'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, this one's called "Living Organ Donor." Um, he gets shot, and um, when he gets shot, um, his food and stuff like that sort of pours out the hole in his stomach. <laughs> right, he's so, still, he's still yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, say, say that again. Go on. Uh huh. He gets shot in the stomach, right? And he goes to see a doctor. And the doctor sees, he, he describes it as his breakfast food. You can see his <laughs> breakfast food coming out of this wound. Um, and what, what's happened, basically, he's been shot in the stomach. It creates something called a fistula, which you've been looking into, uh, haven't you? <laughs> no, literally, not literally like the doctor in this book. No, not like the doctor. So what is a fistula then, Cliff? Well, it was, well all I know <laughs> in the context of this, they all meld together. And instead of healing separately, they just kind of all get stuck together. So what happened to this Most. guy is they all got stuck together and just left a hole. Uh -huh. So the hole where the bullet went mm -hmm. into his stomach is still, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, so it's still you there. could like poke your finger in it or, or have a look inside. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what happens is this doctor is already um, a, a sort of uh, a doctor who's, who's working with uh, gastric physiology. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. So he's, he's already interested in this kind of thing. So this, this guy sort of drops into his lap and he can actually see into his stomach. So he can see sort of food digest and he can see the stomach sort of juices and things mm -hmm. like that. So he can, mm -hmm. he can see um, the digestion process at work, basically. Yep. Um, and what, what he does is he, he, he tries originally to sort of heal the guy because that's his job. He's a doctor. Um, he can't, so he can't actually close the, the fistula. The hole's just always going to be there. So when this guy eats and stuff like that, he's got to plug it up because, disgustingly, food will come out. First, I was like, what's happening? There's this, what's this stuff coming out of? So it's like sausage meat coming out of a, a sausage <laughs> mincer, isn't it? So he's eating yeah. food, and it's just like pumping out of this it's pumping out of this hole in the stomach <laughs> it does it's, it's, it's disgusting. disgusting it's really it horrible. is disgusting it is disgusting absolutely disgusting um so yeah the, the surgeon who's called dr william beaumont which is a good american name isn't it mm -hmm. um and the, the um the patient is called alexis st martin yeah so they keep because i was confused because he sounds russian I think that's just yeah. the guy's accent's wrong. And they keep uh -huh. saying, Samatan, Alexis yeah. Samatan. And I'm like, oh, uh -huh. what, where the fuck's this guy from? Why is he in America? Why does he keep uh -huh. trying to escape to Canada? But I guess he's French. <laughs> um, so what this, this guy does is basically dip food or pork food into the, into the hole of this guy's stomach. So he just decides to use him as a sort of a guinea pig, basically. Yeah. Um, so he, he's pork and sort of bits of sort of onions and <laughs> and he's seeing how various the, things he's basically seeing how the digestive process works yes uh, so he's just like on the end of a stick putting a bit of meat in and watching the acids in the stomach or whatever dissolve it and break uh -huh. it down and and then he's just studying it so he's writing all of this stuff down he's right and after a while mr san martin is like getting a bit sick of you just putting stuff in my belly <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just lying here and then it says like the voiceover is like yeah you got pretty bored of this and uh, so he told mm -hmm. him he didn't want to do it anymore and yeah. then it cuts to a bit where he's like he said to his wife come on let's just go to Canada and I'm like this guy's uh, got a wife like he's <laughs> how, 
just been being expert. Like, so I thought he was just like bed bedridden, and he's being uh-huh. hosp- and he's just being tested on all the time. But no, yeah. he's been getting up at the end of the day. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I think the doctor actually employed him as, as a handyman. Um, so I, probably to keep him around the place. Do you know what I mean? So it, it didn't incapacitate him or anything. It didn't stop him living his life or or anything like that. It just meant that he had a, a sort of hole in his stomach, but one that he could actually plug up. So what, that, I, that's what, what I don't was. think was ever, what I don't think was ever touched on, was he's putting the food in his stomach. Uh-huh. Did the guy get get full? Like. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not no, joking, but like, did it? Was it like, <laughs> was it the equivalent of him eating that bit of food because it was getting broken down or not? No, because there's only a, 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 a small hole, isn't there? You couldn't live, Clifford, even <laughs> in these worrying times, right? On a very small amount of food that you can dangle on a piece of a string. You'd need a little bit more. Well, it depends than that. how many. T- I thought he was doing it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Like a full, like he was. I thought he was like chopping up a full stick and like putting it in, like one by one. No, he's not doing that one. <laughs> like a full. He's like definitely a, not. Doing I thought that. he brought a plate. A full what, plate, plate. Are, are you full yet? How are you? You've had you've had a whole stick. Are I you full he yet? He's, he's sticking it in his stomach. He's saying, "I, I don't like beef." <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Do you think he would strictly be vegetarian if you know if he was actually vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. And he was putting beef into his stomach, would that count? Because he's not eating it, is he? He's just sticking think, it in his stomach. I think if you are the person getting it in your stomach, you'd you'd care. I think. Yeah, <laughs> you'd con- you'd have cause to complain. <laughs> Stop, I'm, I'm dropping the peas all over, man. <laughs> so, no, he's, he's not doing it to feed him because he's got a mouth. I don't know. I know he wasn't doing it to feed him, but I wondered whether the effect of it would, whether that would be any system. As well. No, I don't think so. But, uh, the doctor does actually, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the thing that you've just said, your argument is sort of true because he discovers that. Chewing food and that speeds up digestion. Well, not just I mean, obviously, the stomach acids it's like, and stuff. It's right at the end. They're like, and he discovered that if the, if he ate the food and chewed it and swallowed <laughs> it, and it went all the way through his body before yeah. it got to his stomach, that was better. Yeah. Well, of, of fucking course it is. <laughs> like the doctors, but they not, didn't know that. But they the didn't doctors know not that. chewing up the food and then putting it on the end of the hook is he and no. putting it in. Well, he might have done. He might have done. He might have done that. And then yeah, they're, both, they're, they're both sharing the food. Wouldn't yeah. get away with that in the days of Corona, would it? Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. So yeah, it's, I like this one. Obviously, you liked it as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You like this mm-hmm. one. So the the guy, uh, he, he eventually does escape, doesn't he? He runs off to Canada, um, and he 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 lives till he's eighty six. Yeah, I know that's a much longer than I thought. A man with a hole going all in the way stomach. to his stomach would last. Yeah, because they said when he eats. He just has to put his hand over the hole, otherwise it'll all come out. <laughs> so every time he eats something, he's uh-huh. got to cover the hole up and hope that like it just got like plug squi- it squish it back in. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got to plug plug up the hole. That's all he's got to do, uh-huh. otherwise it'll just <laughs> just just come out. <laughs>
me, me son, um, Jack, who's a, a scientist, he's a... Uh, well, he wants to be what? a scientist. He's, okay. <laughs> he's got a lab coat, so I assume okay. he is. He's a scientist. He says that uh, they still do this to cows. So they deliberately give cows a, a fistula um, so they can sort of get into their stomachs and stuff. So that's just reminded me of favourite bit of the entire thing, as the voiceover says, the doctor, what's the doctor's name? Beaumont. Uh, yeah, William Beaumont. And, and Beaumont went back to the man's wound, which he had nicknamed Old Fistula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Old Fistula. It was good, that bit. <laughs> he starts talking to the wound instead of the, the patient as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he starts talking to that thing instead. So. Does he think he was like making a talk, like squeezing? Uh, like, Hello. <laughs> what do you <laughs> want to eat me More beef. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, please. <laughs> Don't like the peas, Bobby. <laughs> stop, stop with the fucking peas, man. <laughs> Not worth it. So the doctor, so, he, he published his work and it went a long way to, it was the biggest advance and the biggest research at that point in the... Um, into gastric digestion, digestion yeah. and stuff like that. So good, good on you, Beaumont. But it's a bit mean what you did to the man. Um, mm-hmm. But also good on you, San Alexis Samatan, for taking part in the experiment, even though yeah. some of it was it against was your will. I can't not talk about the the lion men, uh, the tiger men no. on yes. uh, Netflix. It's it's just insane. Isn't Have it? you watched all of it? I've watched all of it, yes. Okay, it's I'm only into the fifth episode and I right. paused it before we came on here at an uh-huh. absolutely shocking moment. But uh-huh. every minute, every five minutes is another shocking moment. It's, it's insane. There is. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And all the characters are horrible, evil twats. It's, it's awful. <laughs> like, you think you know what it's about at the start mm-hmm. and then it goes in places you don't really think it's going to go yeah i think when it starts you've got an idea what what's going to go yeah. there where it, where uh-huh. it's going and then the subplots and the spin-off like yeah. stories and stuff that are going into it uh-huh. is absolutely mad for anybody who hasn't watched it yet i mean you, it's it's massive everybody's talking about it so sure have it's called tiger men and it's on uh-huh. netflix now <laughs> <laughs> it's called T- uh, Tiger King, isn't it? Tiger King, yeah. And yeah, it's about these ga- men and women in America who keep big cats mm-hmm. legally, but it's grey area on how they keep them and how they get them and uh-huh. have kind of small zoos and they charge people to come and see them. It kind of sets itself up as about being about these guys and their zoos, but really mm-hmm. the, anybody who likes animals, and as you know, I'm a, I'm a Born again animal lover, latter day yeah. latter day animal fan. It's a bit uncomfortable. Well, it's very uncomfortable watching how they treat the animals, and not just the ones that are in it, but those ones that are getting fed and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's not very pleasant if you're real squeamish and don't like like any kind of animal cruelly whatsoever. It's probably uh-huh. not not for you. But the animal stuff just. To, not even the main thing, is it? It's the characters. It's, it's yeah, the fight I, I, between the characters and their egos more than the animals. They're just using the animals as an excuse for their own egos. Like they uh-huh. end up and and to get rich, aren't they? It's like uh, these these two sort of people are at the different ends of the spectrum, or the 
they, they try and claim to be different ends of the oh, spectrum. Right. One of them um, is, is sort of, and it's quite happy to have these animals in cages and stuff like that. And there's this uh, lady who I, I can't remember her name, I'm glad I forgot it, who cl- tries to claim that she's sort of uh, trying to sort of stick off for the animals and stuff like that. But she's doing exactly but the she's same She's a total psychopath. Like she's, she's an actual psychopath. She's standing going, yeah, uh-huh. well, you she know, that, that guy, Joe, Joe Exotic, which is an incredible <laughs> name anyway. Joe Exotic, he's only got animals in cages for people's entertainment. We're a uh-huh. rescue centre. Um, Who are doing the same thing. But, but it's worse. It's a worse <laughs> exactly place. It There's animals in cages until they die. And uh-huh. not only does she charge people to come and see them, but she doesn't pay the staff who are working for her and uh-huh. has probably fed uh, ex-husband to those lions at some point as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's she, I mean, she's trying she's, to say that she's all like, for the animals. And, it, and it, it goes back to a time when she was doing exactly the same thing that this Joegs... It, well, insane. I, I, I spoiled that because... Uh, no, we've only seen so. up to five, haven't you? No, no, no. That's so it, it goes back to a part where she's doing exactly the same thing as, as he was. She's a, she's a psychopath, absolute psychopath. Uh-huh. The other guy is mad, and all of the people like he, Joe Exotic is mad, clearly, totally off his face. He's uh-huh. a troubled man with lots of bad points, but I mean, he's obviously mad. He's an over-the-top gay redneck who's writing country songs. I like. Oh, they're like, awful. These songs, songs are awful. I like that. Um, he goes, "Yeah, I just love the country songs because it's my form of escape from the real life." And then it plays a song, and he's like, "I love my big cats." <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're singing songs about exactly what you do. Yeah. How you escape es- from? It's not <laughs> an escape at all. <laughs> it's not at all. I think the but other it- guy, Doc is uh, worse than him. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. I, I, well, I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't think that there's a, a good person. No, I don't think is there, there is. Well, I think they're all I mean, on levels. Ultimately, ultimately, it, it's the fault of the American government allowing all of these people to just do whatever they want. It's crazy. Isn't it? I don't understand how, like, people think it's okay on any level to do this because... Like that guy's walking around on an elephant's back. Well, why is there an elephant in fucking Florida or anywhere for a start? And the elephant doesn't yeah. w- want you on his back. Like, let, let, leave uh-huh. him be in fucking India or wherever he's come from. Right, well, thank you well, for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoy Dark Matters. If you want to <laughs> seek it out, they're all on YouTube. Um, uh-huh. So you can have a look at them in this one. Brett will put some links up to this ones that we're talking about. Um until next time, old fistula. I will see you there. <laughs> old fistula. <laughs> right. <laughs> Follow us on social medias, lads and lasses. See you later. Yeah. Bye. See you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.